0: Good morning and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. I'm your guest host, Malena. And I'm your host, Erica.
1: Today, I'm going to be telling you guys about some different crime fails that are just kind of funny to think about.
0: So grab yourself a warm cup of coffee on this snowy day in Indiana and let's dive on in.
1: funny crime fail I'm going to tell you about is Alberta Saavedra Lopez, and he was in Arizona, and he had been accused of stealing over $5,000 from his job between July and September of 2016. As soon as he had been reported to authorities, he quit his job and moved to Phoenix, Arizona. And in Phoenix in December of 2017, about a year after he was accused of this, he applied to be a dispatcher at the Cottonwood Police Department. And police saw the application come through and they're like, wait a minute, this guy has a warrant out for his arrest. So they're like, we're going to bring him in and say, come in for an interview. So they invite him in for an interview. And when he comes in for this interview at the police station, they arrest him on site.
0: Does he not realize that if he has a warrant out for his arrest, that it's not just one policeman that knows that it's, it's all of them? Apparently, he didn't, but I bet he does now. The next
1: story I'm going to tell you is about a Polish author named Christian Bala. And in 2003, he wrote a crime novel called A Mock, and it quickly became a bestseller. Everybody was buying this book, and it ended up receiving a lot of publicity. So, naturally, lots of different people found the book. And some of the people that found this book that he wrote were police officers. And they would kind of heard about this book and they kind of started to look into it and they realized that the book seemed really familiar, especially the murder that the main character commits in this book. The description of the murder itself was very, very similar to what they knew about an unsolved case that they had been investigating for years. And the murder that it was very similar to was that of a businessman whose body was found in a river. Police decided to keep digging and looking into the book and the author, Christian. And they found that the victim, and I believe it's pronounced Darius, was believed to have been seeing Christian's ex-wife. So now it showed that Christian knew him. And then further research showed that Christian was actually the last person to see Darius alive. And the murder that was described in the book was almost play-by-play of exactly what would have happened to Darius. And the main character, Chris, sounded exactly like Christian.
0: There's that saying that says, don't kiss and tell. In this situation, I think it's don't murder and tell because you're gonna get caught. I'm all for all these murderers telling. I
1: think they should keep doing it but on their end they probably wish that they wouldn't. Police were actually able to arrest Christian and he was charged with 25 years in prison for for the murder of Darius.
0: You'd think if he was smart enough to get away with a murder and have that case kind of be unsolved for a little bit that he'd be smart enough to not write a book about it.
1: I don't question the intelligence of criminals. I'm pretty sure it's low most of the time. So, but on that same page, I got another story for you. This man's name is James Washington. James Washington in 2009 was lying in a hospital bed after he had suffered a heart attack. And he was actually in jail at the current time for an unrelated crime. So while he was in the hospital, there was a guard standing at the door of his hospital room. And James was pretty sure that this heart attack had done him in and he was not going to survive. So one night he started talking to the guard at the door and decided to confess to the guard that he had murdered Joyce Goodner in 1995. Joyce's case was actually one that had gone cold because there was no DNA. Police did have James as a suspect, but they were never able to arrest him because they had no evidence that was until he admitted to it. And then he survived the heart attack and was convicted for first degree murder in 2012 and got like 50 years for this murder.
0: Why would you admit to a murder? I mean, it's good that, that he's in, in jail now, but I don't know why you'd admit to it in the first place. I think he just got a
1: little cocky and he was like, I want everybody to know that it was me. And since I'm dying anyways, might as well tell them now because they can't do anything if I'm dead. And then he lived. Which was great. Good thing he's not dead. This one I found a little sad, but funny. It depends on where your sense of humor is, I guess. So five teens were going around in Silver Springs, Florida. And they were breaking into some homes. And one of the homes that they broke into belonged to a woman. And while they were looking for jewelry to steal, they stumbled across two jars of a powder-like substance. And they were super excited and were like, we just found cocaine or heroin or something. And they were like, let's go home and do drugs. So they got home and they started snorting it. Shortly after, and I'm not sure how, but shortly after they realized that what they were snorting was not cocaine or heroin, but it was in fact the ashes of the woman's dead husband, and they had taken two urns, the one belonging to her husband and the other belonging to the woman's dead dogs.
0: I would like to call that karma.
1: Yeah, I'm not... (sighs) Like I said, it depends on your sense of humor because I feel bad for the lady because once they realized what they were doing, they were like, "We need to." One of the kids said, "Let's return it," and the other ones were like, "No, our fingerprints are all over it." So they threw it into a lake. So police had us were searching the lake to see if they could find it. I couldn't find whether or not they ever found the ashes. I don't know if they dumped the ashes out or if they just threw the whole urn in because if they, I don't know. So they were actually arrested. They were caught. They were arrested for burglary and and many other things.
2: The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15.
1: So in Bithlow, Florida, a man named Craig Allen Aylesworth got into a big argument with his neighbor and he decided that he was going to settle the argument by making a Molotov cocktail and throwing it into his neighbor's trailer. So for those of you that don't know, a Molotov cocktail is a firebomb that you can make at home, basically, and it's a glass bottle that is filled with flammable liquid and then a cloth soaked with fuel sticking out of the neck so that when you light the cloth on fire and then throw the bottle, it's like a kind of almost like a bomb, but the fuel spreads and it starts like a big fire. So he threw the Molotov cocktail at his neighbor's trailer, but the wind shifted and ended up coming back to his yard and burning two of his cars, a pickup truck and a trailer on his property.
0: I know I said that the last one was karma, but I feel like this one is too. I mean, that's just bad luck right there. Uh, Yeah.
1: Remember when you said that criminals weren't smart? I said you should just never question the intelligence of a criminal. This is what I'm talking about. They don't always truly think things through. So he was arrested for arson and a couple other things, like aggravated assault and stuff. And so he went to jail, thankfully. Another one. In 2015, a 24-year-old from Maine... Named Christopher Wallace was on the run from the police because he had stolen a propane cooking stove and a cast iron wood stove from somewhere. And he'd been running from the police for multiple weeks at this point, but he got a little cocky and he posted a Snapchat that he was at home hiding from the police on his Snapchat story. And people saw that and people were like, oh, okay. And they called the police and said, hey, it's. Christopher is hiding at his house. You should go get him there. So police are like, okay. So they head to his house and start looking and they're not finding anything. They don't find him there. So they're like, all right, let's just call a search off. And at that point, Christopher decided to post a second Snapchat story of him hiding in a cabinet saying that the police were in his house and he was hiding in his cabinet. So police look through the cabinets and they find pots and pans And then they find this man (laughs) and it's Christopher
0: hiding in the cabinets like he posted on his Snapchat story. That is the worst game of hide and go seek I have ever seen. Yeah, you're not supposed to tell people where you're at, but he did get arrested, luckily. And
1: I think what we've learned is if you're committing crimes, don't post it on social media.
0: I thought you were supposed to post everything on social media. Well, you're a teenager, so you probably do.
1: This one is my personal favorite that I'm going to be telling you. And that's why I saved it for last. 23-year-old Zachariah McGrew noticed that his car speakers were missing from his vehicle. And he was like, I know who took these. So he got in his car and went down to the teen's yard and jumped out and confronted him and said, get in my car and take me to where you took my speakers. And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He was like, I'm not getting in your car with you. I don't, I don't even know you. Like, what's going on? And Zachariah decided to take it a step further and reached into his waistband and pulled out a handgun. So the teenager, obviously terrified, took off in a sprint, started running. And Zachariah tried shooting him. So he fired two shots, both of them missing. So he got mad and he put the gun back into his waistband. I don't know if he was planning on chasing after the kid or what he was doing. But when he put the gun back in his waistband, he pulled the trigger and shot himself in his own left testicle. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad. And on top of that, he obviously flinched because that injured him. It it hurt. And when he flinched, he pulled the trigger again and shot himself in his left calf.
0: I know you can't see my face right now, but my jaw just touched the floor. That is so bad and so unlucky. And why bring a gun to... Uh, I don't, I don't know. So he was arrested and charged with
1: aggravated assault and he did plead guilty, which I think kind of have to.
0: I don't think there's a way to try to spin that as if he wasn't guilty.
1: I'm not sure you'd be surprised what criminals do.
0: (laughs) So that's all
1: of the funny stories that I have for you. Some crime fails. Let me know on our social media posts, which one was your favorite And if you guys like this kind of episode, we can do more minis like this where we do some funnier crime fails. And I think that's it. So we'll see you back on Thursday for our full episode.
2: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found.